0: This episode of All My Friends From Bar Bands is brought to you by Braven Audio. Braven Audio are a fantastic audio company that deliver wireless audio, so you can listen wherever you go. I've got a couple of Braven speakers, and they absolutely rule, and I want to share their audio excellence with you guys. So, if that sounds of interest, then head over to braven.com.au Have a look around, pick out something that you like, and when you go through checkout, use the offer code FRIENDS to get 25% off your purchase. That's B R A V E N dot com dot A U. Use the offer code FRIENDS at checkout, F R I E N D S, and get yourself 25% off. All right, let's get on with the show. Hey gang, David Jung here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in and checking this one out. Today, we are having a chat with the wonderful Novacastrian group known as Rave Tapes. Two A's, no gimmicks. Rave Tapes are a dance punk band from Newcastle that are all about big riffs, catchy choruses and good times. I've known Job, their singer, for about two years now, I think? Maybe just, maybe just under two years, 18 months, thereabouts. In that time, he has shown me nothing but, uh, love and support and friendship, and it's been an absolute honor getting to know him. Uh, and, uh, this was my first chance to really get to know his story along with his bandmates, Louie and Lindsay. We huddled up in the stairwell next to Radbar where the band were about to play a sold-out show, and we had a chat about their various upbringings that all led them to be a part of Rave Tapes. If you're listening to this the day it comes out then, tomorrow in Newcastle, Rave Tapes are shutting down the Cambridge. Not literally, it's an expression. You know, like downtown shutdown presets, you know, one of those kind of deals. Uh, (laughs) Rave Tapes are headlining a massive, massive show that also features the likes of Vacations and Press Club and Haiku Hands and a boatload of other awesome talent from Newcastle and from all around the country. There are still tickets on sale, but there is a very, very strong chance that Bad Boy is going to sell out. So get on that shit while you can, and please go check out this absolutely awesome experience. I got to be there in Newcastle last time Rave Tapes did a shutdown uh, over at the Argyle House in Newcastle, and it was so, so much fun. It was an absolute blast. Really, really enjoyed myself, and I know this one is going to be just as great, if not better. So please get along and check it out. Also check out Rave Tape's brand new single entitled Suds, uh, as well as the single before that, K-Bye, which ended up being one of my favourite songs of 2017. Really, wherever you go in the uh, the rave tapes catalogue, you cannot go wrong. Please go see them live; they are one of the best live bands in the country right now, and they are just wonderful, wonderful people. This was a super, super fun chat. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty busy night; a uh, lot of lot of traffic going past, and a lot of people yelling out. I think Big Red's in there somewhere, naturally. Uh, so, big thank you to Hottest One Hundreds and Thousands Adam Buncher for helping out with the sound design for this one. And to help tidy up the noise around this podcast, very, very much appreciated. All right, before we kick off the party, just a quick reminder: if you enjoy this podcast and you want to see it keep going, there are a couple of things that you can do to help support this podcast. Spread the word. Uh, tell people Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you decide to peddle your wares. Uh, maybe let people know what we're doing over here. Uh, maybe they're fans of Hockey Dad. Or maybe they're fans of Rave Tapes or Luca Brasi. Or or this mystery pant, or Rob Mills, or whomever else we've had on in the history of the podcast. Uh, maybe use that as an in. Uh, show them what we're doing and link it to them and uh, see how it goes. <laughs> uh, also, rate and review over on Apple Podcasts. That's very, very much appreciated. Uh, you can subscribe there. You can subscribe with any podcast app that you use, including... Google Podcasts, which just recently launched, and we are also streaming over on Stitcher. Hopefully, we'll be able to uh, get ourselves on a few different other platforms in the not too distant future. I will have more information on that, hopefully, very, very soon. Now, if you want to take your relationship with this podcast to the next level, and I, I wholeheartedly support you doing so, then why not consider supporting this podcast over on Patreon? For as little as $1 a month, you can help support this podcast and its host, me, financially, uh, and, uh, keep things up and running and, uh, make sure that, uh, yeah, the whole, the whole operation stays afloat. All of your support is so, so very much appreciated. And as we always do at the start of the month, a huge thanks to all of these legends that are loyal patrons to the podcast big thank you to Amy Gray, Andrew Nicholson, Blake Hennequin, Chris Bowden, Eleanor Shepard, Elliot J. O'Neill, Hazel Chan, Heath Anthony, Jeremy Neal, Jonathan Elvery, Karen Dennis, Leslie Bowden, Liam Sherlaw, Lily Belnick, Matthew Lynch, Max Quinn, Nick McCorriston, Rachel Maria Cox, Ryan Dunn, Sian Vanabkuti, Simon Bath, Tom Brown, Tom Kennedy, Tom Jenkins, and Zoe Lane. If you'd like to join this incredible list of stellar, stellar human beings, then head over to patreon.com barbands. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot barbands. If you want to get in touch, barbandspod, B A R B A N D S P O D, at gmail.com or at barbandspod on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Just search for All My Friends Are in Barbands or go to allmyfriendsareinbarbands.com. I recently redid the site and uh, refreshed all the links and stuff like that, and uh, I'm pretty happy with how it's looking. But uh, let me know what you think. Would uh, love any feedback that you have on the website, and if you think anything in particular needs to be in there, uh, yeah, please let me know. I I would really, really appreciate that. All right, you've waited long enough. It's time to drop one. It's time to get crazy and get wild with Newcastle's finest rave tapes. (laughs) Hi everyone, I'm David Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today I'd like to introduce you to my friends, Rave Tapes. Hey. Hi! hi. Hello. Please introduce yourselves. Uh, hi, I'm Job.
1: I play guitar and stuff. Hey, I'm Louis. I play drums.
0: And I'm Lindsay
2: and I play bass.
0: It's Thursday night. We're at Brad Bar in Hong Kong and wouldn't you know it, bloody rabies have bloody sold out the show. Hey! Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> How long have you been coming to, to Wollongong, Joe?
1: Wollongong was the first ever show we played oh. outside of Newcastle. No shit. Outside, yeah, yeah. Like... When, Fong... when was that? Was <laughs> it here? We're going to start off with a big story. This is good. Um, <laughs> I met Jai Talbot <laughs> uh, at a kick-ons the great man. King's Cross after a Schoolboy Q concert. Ah. In, oh, that would have been... Twenty what is it now?
0: 2015
1: maybe? Okay. Maybe a long time ago. I was like um helping playing for a football club and I was like the youth liaison officer. No, so shoot. I had like these young kids who were coming through and wanted to play football and like it was football was keeping them away from other things that were, you know, not very nice. The streets kind of I like
2: thing. how it ended at King's Cross. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> so That's it's, all great
1: stories. Yeah. These kids were like, oh, I want to go down and see Schoolboy Q. Like, Joe, you like music? I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, hadn't yeah, listened so to too. any Schoolboy Q. So I was like, yeah, I love Schoolboy <laughs> Q. I mean, with the kids, definitely. Listened <laughs> to heaps of Schoolboy <laughs> Q. So we were like, hired a hotel and stayed down there. And this is their first concert. So, oh, you know, bless. Yeah, we got a few beers and went in and they all just got way too drunk before they went in there. Saw half the concert. So at the end of the concert, I had to take them home and put them in the hotel room, and Jai messaged, oh, sorry, one of my friends messaged me, was like, hey, come to this party. He's like, ah, oh, the kids are in bed, sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're tucked in. So I went to this party, and was at King's Cross, and it got till about three in the morning, and we ran out of beers, and then I was like, hang on, there's heaps of beers in the hotel room. So me and Jai took a taxi across town, this is before Uber, we took a taxi across town. Oh, look out. Yeah, and um, grabbed some more beers, and went back to King's Cross, and had a few more beers, and we've been friends ever since. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a very yeah. extravagant, very beautiful story. Isn't
1: it? It's over the top. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice open. Oh yeah, first... <laughs> I think it was the question. Oh yeah, so first of we all, we're gonna show... <laughs> we didn't even realise what we did. We didn't even talk about it that night. Yeah. And then we added each other on Facebook. And he's yeah. like, oh, you playing a bear, man? You want to come walk on? Yeah, sure, no worries. <laughs> you. Yeah. I do about six people in there, and yeah, look at you now. Yeah,
0: now it's multiples of six people. Oh, yeah, like at
1: least at least four more than
0: that. I I reckon you might round it up to the baker's dozen. Oh, a lot of bakers. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, you do, because it's Scrolls Oh, I love my oh. Scrolls yeah. Wow, yeah. that's
0: a good kush <laughs> That's what we're after That's what we're after yeah. <laughs> So, I begin these by uh, talking about the initial interest in music Specifically, where it went from being something that maybe you were watching on TV, listening to on the radio, etc To maybe a moment where it's just like, this is what I want to do I want to sing, I want to uh, play instruments, I want to be in a band, all that sort of stuff Joe, start with you, um, tell us how music kind of factored into your childhood. Was it kind of an omnipotent, omnipresent kind of thing, or did it actually kind of come a bit later for you?
1: Well, music for me as a kid, my early memories are always, dad was just always so passionate about music. I like, just loved it and always went to gigs when he was younger. Like you know, the, you know the classic, everyone's dad has the story of, I went and saw a cold chisel at Minotaur, in the one week at that pub for mm-hmm. $2, that classic story. He was that, and he's still... Loves it. So we'd go on really long car trips as kids. We'd always like my dad, mom, my mum and dad loved caravanning, so we'd go on like nice big family road trips. Nice. He'd just have these like four or five records that mum and dad would agree on because mm-hmm. mum had a very different taste in music. She liked like ABBA and stuff, but dad couldn't stand it. So there was like Midnight Oil, Paul Kelly, Cold Chisel, Van Morrison and In Excess, I think that was like, and Johnny Diesel, that was, oh, like was the, sick, pretty much the six CDs that were allowed on the long trips, and we just, they got played incessantly, incessantly, so that was a, that was sort of my first, you know, grounding in music, mm. I really, really enjoyed that.
0: Were you, were you listening to any of those in particular, it's just like, oh, I want to do that, or I want to I be like that? Not really,
1: it was just something that I really enjoyed at the time, there, yeah. was, there was no really click there, and then... um yeah, later on, I think it was about year seven or eight at school. I, everyone was playing guitar at school, so I thought, I'll pick this up and have a bit of a crack. And I actually had a motorbike when I was younger. My brother was like Whoa. a state champion motocross racer. Wow. Yeah, he was heaps good. So, like, I had a motorbike too, but I fucking sucked. It was <laughs> so bad. And one time I crashed and broke some bone in my knee. So I sold my motorbike and bought a guitar, and that was the, the carry-on from there. I sort of continued on, I to run a moment when it sort of changed and it was sort of like um, school assemblies I suppose yeah like, sure literally school assemblies like I just really liked organising everyone like oh let's do this let's do this song and getting the people I knew who could play it and me playing a shitty little rhythm bit in the background because it's all I could play because it wasn't very good mm. but watching like these great people do stuff and being like this is awesome like, yeah, yeah. I really enjoy being up here people <laughs> clapping and, you know finishing and everyone like hey that yeah, was really good you did an assembly today I'm like, oh thank you person who's never spoken to me before that's really <gasps> nice <laughs> yeah I don't know what
0: about you? Yeah, you,
2: what about you I grew up in a very musical household. Both my parents being in bands and being really talented and obsessed with music. Um, what kind so
0: of stuff do they play?
2: Did they play? My mum was in a band in Amsterdam. And they played like the stuff that was going around in the eighties, like kind of that the Cure sound. Oh wow! Kind of thing. Um, my mum. And sang, and then my dad was in like the typical dad Australian band <laughs> yeah. that I was in a band when I was your age, kind of thing. So, but yeah, they did that and grew up as well in a household that's very musical. I was obsessed with buying music from like seven, I think that's when I've like money to buy CDs. And yeah,
1: yeah,
2: I wanted to learn how to, guitar, how to play guitar when I was nine, and my dad bought me one. And he gave me about three lessons and was like, no, I can't do it. Like, you're just too difficult. You're not paying attention and (laughs) gave (laughs) up. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's fine. And probably about two years later, I was like, I'm going to show you, Dad. I am going to fucking teach myself how to play guitar, I'm going to be better than you are. And I'm still not better than he is, (laughs) but I learned. um, (laughs) You're
0: getting there. It's incremental. I got
2: there. Um, And again, like school assemblies, just started playing and being involved in like music in high school and then kind of just went from there. Yeah. Yeah. So it started basically because...
3: It
0: was a challenge. Sure, sure, sure. Louie,
3: what about you? Yeah, I remember mine real vividly. We grew up in like a real small town, Mudgy, like country.
0: Right, right.
3: So like my brothers were very football and like very rugby league oriented. So my dad always went to the games and I'm horribly uncoordinated. <laughs> like really bad. Like I once broke my leg playing basketball. Which sounds cool. Like it sounds like basketball's like a cool sport you think. Yeah, that's sick. I didn't have the ball
0: <laughs> and so,
3: really I break my leg doing something slightly more intense than walking so yeah like ball sports and stuff was never my jam and then I remember dad used to like, sit down and he used to play me, he had like a massive record collection and really varied stuff so like Barry White to The Who to Zeppelin to um, Grace Jones and then one of the first records he played me was The Beatles' um, Abbey Road mm. and he put on Come Together. Like he just skipped to that track, put on yeah. and I heard that dun dun <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like dum, dum, dum. How's he doing that? Yay. And then I was like, "That one of the drugs and like because couldn't Play Sports is like, yeah right, that's one less trip to Orange.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he um, good. got me a drug kit and then like he bought records like so he showed me like the Who and then showed me Crimson P water off and just that classic like and then um yeah. got me this like funk soul drumming compilation and then from yes, there just sick. like he'd show me records. They brought me these headphones with like a meter extension cord so I could listen to the records and learn drums for them. Mm. So that was like, for me, like that song and then just,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mudgee, did, did you two grow up in Newcastle or? Ish,
1: um, Ish. about Ish. half an hour out, like a town called Sawyer's Gully, which is near like Curry Curry. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, and Lindsay's
0: a bit further up. From
2: a mountain, about an hour away from Newcastle. Right.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't know was it close enough to get to shows and stuff like that it was like a very kind of when isolated I was in,
1: community I a kid I didn't really come into the Newcastle scene until I was like probably 23 22 24, how old are so. you? I'm 26 yeah right yeah I'm older than everyone thinks 40 so. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
1: bad. the great joke yeah yeah, yeah I've probably been about 22, 23 when I come into the scene and like when I was a kid You know, a kid, a football kid from Curry Mm. who... A love-winning football kid. Winning, yeah, that's very important. Let's not get on that track. (laughs) We'll we'll tell that story if you would (laughs) like. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I didn't fit into that scene. I didn't didn't look the part. I didn't, you know, I couldn't speak the part. I just wasn't a part of that scene. I wasn't part of that world. And I I knew where it was. I knew people that were in it. And I knew I didn't fit in. And I, I hated that. So... For me, I, it was a very slow transition for me to become part of that scene. I was afraid of the last. I remember when I was a kid, I used to go to the pub in Curry. And like, I went out one night because my friends would all go to like the clubs, so I'd go to the clubs with my friends because that's where my friends went. Yep. And someone one night was like, "I'm going to go to the last for a birthday thing," and I was like, oh, "That place? Oh, like, I don't know. Like, we're, we're not making an idiot of ourselves. I don't want to go there." Like, I remember being genuinely. They hand-rolled cigarettes
3: at that
0: place. Yeah.
1: I remember being terrified of it. So it was yeah, I don't know. I think that's the thing why I appreciate it so much now, being there and being around it and being part of it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. What What was your experience like Lindsay? Like, was it kind of similar, or what? Did you kind of like get into the city for shows or anything like that?
2: Not really. I didn't really go to many shows. I usually drive to Sydney.
0: And, yeah, sure. Like, like, a
2: couple of like select friends of mine would go down to Sydney and see shows and whatnot. And I like I worked a lot um, in like my early twenties, my early early twenties. It was just one night where I went out with friends, and it was like this is perfect, this is fantastic. Like there's yeah. so much cool music going on here that I had no idea about. Like, being so far away, it just it seems unreasonable to drive all into town, have a beer, and
1: home. Yeah, yeah. I'd quite often go to like big shows. I know there's big shows in town and stuff that I'd hear about, but mm-hmm. you know there was wasn't that means of promotion for me to know about the small shows. Exactly. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. like I didn't know they were on living out there. Like. I didn't know. I wasn't friends with people from Facebook on yeah. Facebook from town, so I didn't see it. So I was just all about going to the big shows when they came, which was yeah. nice. when you met a couple of people and went from there. But
0: yeah, yeah. How did you end up in Newcastle, Louis?
3: Oh, I um, like moved all around New South Wales and then moved to Newcastle for uni. Right. In like 2014, and I was lucky enough to meet a friend um, who grew up in Newcastle this whole time, so knew the scene. And then as soon as like he introduced me to on the first like little house shows that piece of bands like Vacations Ray Chase Pals played out I knew him and then the scene just welcomed you in like as soon as you get to meet people they're all so nice and then just like, got exposed I had the same thing I'd go to like the big shows that you'd hear about like mm. on day, but then in that little inn through him and then man, everyone and everyone was just so welcoming so mm. I was really lucky so funny if you look back
1: at um, one of the first big house shows we played um, like, we used to throw quite a few house shows when we sort of started mm. and one of them there's a photo of Lewis in the crowd like having a really good time
0: <laughs> yeah sick yeah it's a real fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> I love it so yeah I'm, I'm assuming you all have different uh, like first live performance experiences you would have been all at different ages and stuff like that uh, how old were you when you played live for the first time
1: in what regards as like in rave tapes or just at all?
0: At all. Let's let's let you know let's go all the way back.
1: I remember I was at a school assembly, I would have been fucking 14 years old. Yep. And we played Pure Massacre by Silver Chair. Yes! And I couldn't play it and sing it at the same time because it was too hard to do the guitar and sing, so I sang and I couldn't sing at the time. So it was literally me just fucking wailing into a microphone and watching people's heads turn away, and maybe like, oh, I'm gonna look at the people who are smiling. <laughs> and just trying to get through it, but yeah, that was a same thing there. That was pretty for yeah. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> screaming pure madness. <laughs> <laughs> <song>. People dying. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> How old were you, Lindsay, when you played for the first time? I was in
2: year eight, so I would have been. 13 years old. Yeah, right. 13. And I, my music teacher asked me, they would rewritten the musical and did all the parts, and my music teacher was like, I had no idea you could sing. Right. I'm going right, to write you into the play. And I did the introduction where I sat on top of a piano. <laughs> in fishnet stockings and sang <laughs> in the flesh by pink floyd <laughs> <laughs> it tied in with the whole plate was really good that's, a,
0: that's very pg that's very- <laughs> <laughs> i was the
2: american president it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah it, it, it's bizarre um yeah it was that was my like first thing i remember like seeing it and the guy that i had this massive crush on and who like was in love with me and we couldn't be together because his mum was like, the age gap is too much, was like walking out of the room because he was like, I can't watch her sing. And I was like, heartbroken. Oh, no. No. It's such a funny, bizarre, little
0: scenario.
1: <laughs> Do you still know that guy now? No.
2: <laughs> no, it It ended. <laughs>
0: He'll come find you at a show one <laughs> day and you'll be like, you had your chance, skater boy. Tough luck. When we go to London, he's
2: in London.
0: Yeah.
3: How old are you then? way? Yeah, I would have been about the same around like 13, 14. Again, like there was hard- a whole... A pub for the Paragon, oh, yeah. and I used to do like an open mic night, yeah. And so, a few of my friends were in bands, so I'd go, and then mm-hmm. dad just take me there because it was like five dollar Scooies as well, so it was fun for the whole family. <laughs> and then, um, just played with like covers with heaps of old musicians and stuff, like older guys. So, like, again, like Credence, nice. Pink Floyd, Money, and The War were like the hits that every week we did, so that was mm-hmm. fun. And that was my yeah, in the pub, so that was good.
0: Nice, nice. Give us a quick highlight reel of pre Rave tapes, Spence. What were you guys doing?
1: Um, we had different past, but pre Rave yeah. Tapes, um, Rave Tapes was all it's been for me, but it was called uh, the Isarava Fireflies when I was a kid. The what now? Yeah. <laughs> nah. So bad.
0: Such a What's bad... the etymology on that one? I um, got to know.
1: Isarava is a place on the Kokoda Trail. because <laughs> so I, I did that when I was like 14. Right. Because I was um, a bit of a history buff. Like I wanted to be a history teacher and stuff. I actually did some did three years of that at uni. Uh, Isarava Fireflies is at one place on the Kokoda Trail at Isarava where fireflies is like, one of the only places that happens in the world. And these fireflies are there and apparently during the war people would see them, like the Australians would see them in the moonlight and think it was the glint of a sniper scope, so they'd yeah. be like, fuck and they'd be awake all night freaking out. But the Japanese would see it and think it was the spirits of the people they killed and a lot of them went crazy seeing these fireflies in the distance. Oh. Yeah. It's a shit band name, but cool story. Yeah. <laughs> um and that was like it. we just played mostly like cover stuff in like curry curry pubs and stuff you know like yeah, sure. you know big three hour classic rock sets after the home game and the footy kind of thing. nice nice
3: yeah really
1: cutting our teeth <laughs> playing for beer yeah that was that yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually it moulded into rave tapes and um we had, I had a couple of band members from Curry, but they had lives to live and mortgages to pay and mm. <laughs> went with their full-time jobs and ticked out these two lovely
0: people along the yeah. way. No
2: yeah. mortgages, but still no money.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what what um, kind of bands were you playing yeah. in before this, was
2: I was in a band called The Dershwins um, with a couple Good of friends of mine. A yeah, yeah, much I better name. The Dershwins.
0: <laughs> I love it. Dershans. I love The Dershwins. That's great.
2: Um, and we played a bit and... Um,
0: were you playing bass, guitar, or...?
2: No, I was playing guitar and singing
0: yeah right
2: yeah it was lead and it, was, it was really lovely but um, the moral of the story is don't date someone that's in the band because
0: it's a, <laughs> it. so, it's a real Fleetwood Mac situation uh, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah exactly
2: Lindsay as well which um, yeah. is uh. funny um, yeah and we played for a bit and then I uh, sang on a couple of Tape's tracks before I was
1: like, I mean, like, doing backup vocals it. yeah, yeah right first EP yeah and the Dershwin's first gig was at a
0: ragtap show
2: yep Wow. It. Yeah. that's it
0: Look at this Venn diagram! It's real nice, isn't it's it? It's so <laughs> colourful! Yeah! A lot of blended colours into it! <laughs> A lot of glitter. A lot of purple <laughs> and pink. Yeah. Oh, so good. Louis, what kind of bands were you playing in? Yeah, I was just in the same, like,
3: little cover bands in high school and stuff, and then, like, tiny little punk band, but we never really played any gigs, so I wasn't, mm. Red House was, like, my first band, and then I joined, like, two weeks before the national tour.
1: Yeah, the, the, yeah. the 2U tour.
3: Yeah, and, um...
0: Not the team. U2 tour. <laughs> oh, wish.
1: His second show was fucking Mountain Sounds Festival, which yeah. was like one of the biggest. Was the biggest show we had played up to that day.
0: Yeah, no shit. Actually,
3: first show was supporting Hockey Dad. Yeah, full and gold. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. And then yeah, didn't have a kit at the time. I Was back at home in Cox Harbour, so I learned all the songs on my teeth. Yeah. So I got his good molders now. That's <laughs> all. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Okay,
0: so that was your first rave show. What was your first? Great First rave
1: tape shirt The, gr- uh, the great Is it called Great Northern? What's the one Near the old train station? Yeah yeah The, the
0: one in Newark yeah.
1: yeah the Great Northern Hotel Back room To like What maybe 30 of our friends I wore a cut off Muscle singlet Because I was real cool <laughs> My guitar bad. was so low I had short back and sides Yeah we were playing Some real rock music You know It was Not a very cool story But that's what we did <laughs> That's pretty and, sick Yeah Not um <laughs> Not great. I'm sure we were terrible, but (laughs) that's what we did. And we sort of kicked around playing those shitty shows for like half a year and sort of cutting our teeth and figuring out how to not suck Mm. that bad before things started to, you know, go in the other direction. Suck less. (laughs) Yeah, slowly.
0: (laughs) 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 Lindsay, what was your first Reptab show? Oh, it depends on
2: what capacity, because I sang with you guys Mm. a couple of times. The first one was the King Street
1: Shut down. Yeah, Shut that down. was cool.
2: And um, I remember being so blind drunk <laughs> that I don't remember anything <laughs> except for when I nearly—I tripped over your foot, I think, when yeah. I nearly fell into the um, the drum kit. <laughs> and Joel, <laughs> the old bass player, like yanked me by my shirt right back up into a standing position, and then like kept singing. Yeah. It, was so,
0: it was brilliant. Seamless.
2: Yeah. And then like the first show we did was the Sydney one. Could
0: yeah, Kooji Bay Hotel. Yeah. something. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nice time. Yeah. yeah. I nearly I'm wet so my pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something about bodily functions at the koji Bay Hotel. Very <funny. laughs> So you kind of threw these two into the fire pretty quickly.
1: Mm, yeah, they you? didn't have long
0: to. So <laughs> yeah. Well, the
1: nice thing was because the old band members left quite amicably, like. When the first, when the drummer left, he came along to a few sessions and helped Lou show him what to do, and like we made sure we had recordings for him, and like anything wasn't sure if he helped. And Berger like our old bass player, when he left, he was like a big part of the band. He had like, you know, he was six foot something, so literally big <laughs> shoes to fill. Yeah. But, um, even just like the pedals, the sounds that he had on some songs were very hard to replicate without those pedals. And one of them was like a mark-based synth pedal that he got secondhand and he used the presets that the old owner had saved into it so we don't know what they were <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so you need to use that one to get some of these sounds so he sat down with Lindsay and wrote out this big diagram of how to use the pedals and how to use this and how oh lord how to... it was
2: difficult yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: because it's like one thing for Lindsay to learn how to play like songs on the bass but to learn how to use this really intricate pedal setup was like a whole other thing and yeah
0: totally yeah it
1: was really really impressive how quickly they came to the flight. I think Lewis had two weeks before he had his first show to, yeah. to get it right and Lindsay had well, three weeks if yeah, that number. two three weeks yeah. To, to turn around and mm-hmm. straight into the fire pit of and by that point we were you playing some pretty big, big fist shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
0: really Yeah. You're going to shake quick, smart, <laughs> dive in the shallow end. Well, I mean,
2: like, I, I remember the, the <laughs> night that like the conversation happened was we were pretty drunk at yeah. some art gallery opening, and I asked Joe. I was like, so how's finding a new bass player going? He's like, oh, you know, no, it's it's, it's pretty difficult, you know, and surprisingly, like, no girls have, like. Tried and I was drunk I was like, well, I'll do it.
1: I was kind of Nothing hinting. Else. I was like, no. <laughs> <"You are laughs> and no, <laughs>
0: ladies.
2: <laughs> and I said, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Like that'll be cool. Like I'll, I'll try and learn. And literally two hours later, at three o'clock in the morning, I just got a whole message of all the tabs and all of the music and all of the links. <laughs> and it was like basically, okay, we're gonna have a jam in a week.
0: <laughs> learn this. Bloody hell. Yeah.
2: He's pushy. Yeah. No
0: pressure, but here's a Google drive for the information that you need. You, probably, <laughs> you take your time. I'll see you in three days. Yeah. <laughs> so what was that first tour like
3: then?
1: Um, the one with Lindsay or Lou? The, um, oh, there were, there were two different tours. There were different tours, yeah. So yeah, right. one of them was before the 2U tour, which was our first sort of single that got picked up and got traction. So that was our first tour, and that was... Um, We're playing small venues and a lot of places we had been quite a few times before because we did quite a bit of touring before Mm. we sort of you know got any like recognition or you know that kind of thing, which was kind of nice because we sort of went places and knew people and had places this day and was like catching up with people. But yeah, Lewis was thrown in the deep end and started swimming real quick, and same with Lindsay. Like I don't know how they did it. I don't know how. I I don't think I would have been able to do it, but they they nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) Respectively, Lindsay's one of Lindsay's first shows. Like after we did this little mini run of shows, like a bit of like a it was actually called the Hi, we're Rave Tapes and we got a n- new bass player, so here is a small run of shows in New South Wales throughout July. Tour. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we did that. It was like. did a big A3 one for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. um catching these remember. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That <laughs> was like six shows, and then the next show after that was the big Argyle shutdown. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that was like her sixth show. Yeah, and probably a show. week before that, she had a big fuck-off motorcycle accident. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And couldn't walk. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. She was on fucking crutches for the show. We couldn't practice for the whole two weeks beforehand. Yeah. And that was literally one of the biggest shows we played up to that point. Like, a whole big, you know, shut down a venue, 25 venues in a... 20, sorry, sorry, 25 bands in one venue. Shut down 25, 25 venues. 25 venues, shut them down. <laughs> yeah, 25 acts in, like, this venue and a lot of people crammed in. Mm. And Lindsay was going blind on a crutch.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I took a, a photo for Job in hospital. Um, I was in a neck and hip brace, and I was cooked on morphine. And I've got like streaks of like makeup down my face because I've been crying. Yes. Yes. And I was. I did like yeah. What do you call it? Like the, the gang
1: signs.
0: The gang, yeah. gang sign.
2: Like a photo on the side. Once they got me my phone. In this like neck brace and sent it to Joe. And he posted it on social media and then the paper took it off social media. Oh and my put god. It. It's
1: in the Newcastle Herald. It's such a like and it, like it was some great promo. amazing
2: like, promo. We had like a full write-up and it was like, you know, hope she's okay for the Yeah,
1: will she job. make it in time? <laughs> <or> we'll will see <laughs> and the, uh, the what was it, the Cambridge the Argyle this Sunday to find out.
0: You have this planned all along, you're a marketing genius, Oh, Don't that. The thing is, the Cambridge show is coming up pretty soon. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel like about quad clubs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Where's the neck brace? <laughs> this brand broke all of their arms and legs in a freak accident. You won't believe what happened next. <laughs> it's all, it all done. <laughs>
2: this
0: is great. Oh, God. But yeah, I guess now you've had some time for the, the three of you to kind of marinate into this kind of 2.0 version of the band. Like, uh, how, how's it been so far? Like, you, you know, you're kind of doing these more full scale tours and getting to play more and more places, and, you know, obviously people are paying attention if the shows are selling out. Yeah. Mm, um, I think it's just nice to have that sort of
1: stability and the fact that if. Like, it hasn't been that long. It's been, like, what, a yearish now that we've yeah. been a band together? But it feels like this is just how it's been. Like, this yeah. is just what it is and what it has been for a while. And I suppose for quite a while there, we were practicing relentlessly, trying to get the songs right and trying to get these guys around the pedals or the beats or you know that kind of thing. But now that we're past that, we've been doing a lot more writing and, you know, figuring out what we can each bring to the band separately. And, like, there's a whole different, like, list of um, inspiration and stuff that these guys bring and different styles and different just different ideas and different ways of thinking about it so we've got oh, quite a bit of new stuff there ready to go and it's in the same vein it's it's loud and it's full on but it's different it's mm-hmm. sick and Lindsay's gonna sing some more which is yeah. good cause she has a really really damn nice voice and we're gonna use it great <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah.
2: yeah in fact the last practice we did Joke had a bad voice so I saw him ketamine that's <laughs> so
1: funny
2: <laughs> I did the
0: screech it was <laughs>
1: Well, people quite often ask her if she sings that because I sing pretty high. Yes. And they think Lindsay sings that song. You know,
0: credit, we credit's credit to you. You take it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, totally, it was me. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I said, go for it. <laughs> 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 it's
2: totally me.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, I suppose it's a really exciting period at the time. But just, right now, we're sort of figuring each other out and uh, where we're going to go, which direction. because... We got some, some new stuff
0: coming. The only way with. is up, baby.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed, anyway. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so we'll wrap it up here, but before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests. It's your turn now, Rabies. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives. Do oh. you guys want to lead out on these ones? No, I can't. You I'm can not. think?
1: You can lead, yeah. Oh. Do I can do it. All right. Worst show would have to have been in Gold, the Gold Coast, uh-huh. on one of our tours um, a while back, and uh, we played Brisbane the night before, and my voice was almost gone. And then right. we went to the Gold Coast, and it was this really fucking cool warehouse party. Right, It was right. a big warehouse with a skate ramp up one end, so people were skating. The bands playing, it was packed out. It was really, really nice, and like we were the headliner. We brought like Powell's and a couple other Newcastle bands up to play on it because we just thought Sick. it was so cool and Sick. it was such a nice like environment. I got on stage, got two songs in, and my voice just went
2: completely,
1: man. I had nothing to do, and it's the first time that it ever happened to me. Oh, man. And I felt so helpless and didn't know what to do and didn't know where to go, so we just jammed for a little bit and then just went, all right. Thank you.
2: Yes. save for beer
1: afterwards. And everyone was so blind they didn't care. I was like, oh, this is a great party, you guys played sick. We like, didn't. I, didn't <laughs> <sing>. <laughs> I thought you were an instrumental, Ben. Oh, all right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Get on with that. Yes. Um, yeah, that was probably the worst show. But the best show would have to be, for me, probably Grooving the Moo this year. Yeah, right. For me, that was a really big personal one. I, I went to school. I could see my school from the stage. Wow. <laughs> um, I went to that festival every year since I was, like, 17. And I was always the kid, like, guys, we've got to get there early to see this band. Like, we've got to get there to see this band. And, like, some of those bands were, like, Gang of Youths. Like, yeah, Like, looking sure. back. So, like, a lot of those bands are now huge. And for mm-hmm. us to be on that stage in, like, our hometown and have that many people turn up for us like the tent was half full which was i was expecting a couple of people in the front row because we we're playing yeah. so early yeah it was a really offensively big crowd and had a really big stage production with big dumb lights and stuff which mm-hmm. excited mm-hmm. me and i know it just meant a lot to me that show it was really Fuck yeah, nice yeah mm-hmm. really very serendipitous
3: yeah mm-hmm. nice Lou? i don't know worst show for me was probably playing byron we got to support blowing blackouts which was like massive mm-hmm. so that pressure was on and for some reason I just was not on top of the game, and was making a lot of mistakes, and just got real dirty on myself, and couldn't hear anything. Couldn't hear much and as the well. Sound was really bad, yeah. And um, yeah, I just had a shock. And Mum came to that show as well, so I was oh really excited. No. And then, of course, she was like, "It was great, Lou." She talks much better than that. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just I, don't know, I remember thinking like, "That was my worst show," and just trying to be better than that. Um, then best probably be actually we went back to that venue. Uh, last end of last year, yeah, so much better. We yeah, yeah, made our years there. Yeah, but their show, it's like very tired Like Groovan wasn't in, like incredible. Mm. Um, had all my I teach high school, so all my students were in the front row, like wearing oh, shirt. Yeah, and I look out, and when Job would do his hand thing, that all do this, so they look at the crowd, everyone's doing this. Like this hand movement that Job does, and to see that everyone like going in, going ham, and just that was awesome. And then. Also, yours and ours.
1: Yeah, that yours was
3: cool. played as 10, just everyone, and the crowd was really good. Like, everyone was jumping on fun but making sure everyone was having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And singing the words. Like, yeah. that was the first time when those people sing words back to us. That was the first sort of big stage we played on
1: and had, like, a, a mm. crowd bigger than we expected turn yeah. up. And, yeah, yeah. And we and were, like, much. surprised. Yeah. yeah.
0: Unreal. That's yeah. nice one Let's see. I agree
2: with, I think, like, the yours and our show was my favorite. The yeah, best one. that was just fantastic, and seeing all these familiar faces and in Wollongong, like it was just everyone came together, it was such a fantastic weekend, mm. we had so much fun! Yeah, um,
1: it's a nice place to do this interview. Really... Wollongong's fucking the best,
2: yeah, yeah. it's like it, it was so nice, it was beautiful, and um, I can't actually think of like a work show. I'll bring it back around to that high school assembly with like the, my love interest oh, walking shit. out the door and I felt like so sad about it. That's probably like the worst one to like singing and feeling crushed.
0: Oh, that's bad. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, what's
2: wrong with the fish in their stockings? Like, is it something? Is it Is song? it me? Is it <laughs> Does it hurt that much? <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. You've going to channel this into a song, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it all out of your suits. I got a lot of material. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rabies, you got a new song?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The one that's out at the moment? Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's freshy. Yeah, it's yeah. a banger. Thank you. <laughs> you are.
0: Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Suds. you can get it on Spotify and Bandcamp yeah. and I don't know, probably Tidal. Oh, Jay-Z. Shout out to Jay Z. Shout <laughs> Jay Z. It's your boy. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh. Uh, really so, love this Ray Tay song. Oh. So crazy. Oh, oh, so You're crazy, crazy right one. now. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, Yo, this one, e. Joey, is your boy. <laughs> 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 Tell me more where that came from.
1: Yeah, we got a heap of new stuff sitting there, and we're gonna. Something. yeah. We're gonna play some new stuff tonight. See. See what you think of it. And see, you can pick which ones you like the best, and we'll record those ones. Perfect. <laughs> Done. Perfect. Yeah, we're gonna have an EP out before the end of the year for
0: sure. Unreal, Job, Lindsay, Louis. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast. Very much appreciate your time. Thank, thank you, you very you. much. I'm David Jimshaw, and all my friends involved.